1: to Spiritual Insights. I am Charlotte Spicer, and I am joined today by a return guest, Dr. Beth Gennaris, and today we are going to focus on the art of spiritual cleansing. And if you feel sometimes that you're bogged down or in a funk and you don't know quite where it's coming from, or if you're feeling just normal, a normal depression, these techniques and ingredients that we'll be discussing today will be very helpful to you and just have an open mind there's a lot of great techniques that we know about that we use in our own lives and we'd like to pass that information on to you a little bit about dr generis she has three master's degrees in counseling business and oriental medicine and has several licenses and many certifications in the health and wellness fields with over 20 years of experience as a counselor and 14 years in group team building communication skills training She has worked as an integrative medical intuitive practitioner for most of her career. She's the founder of Integrative Medicine Practice in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and again, she's a medical intuitive, so we've got a lot of great information to share. Please join me in welcoming her back to the show. Hi, Dr. Beth. How are you? Hello. I'm so happy to be here with you. We had the idea for the show months ago. I know. It's exciting. Yes. One of my favorite topics. And I'm excited to uh, discuss this with you. We've never talked about it before. So um, why don't we jump from here? Um, Why is it important? I have one theory. What's yours? So, uh,
2: you know, the reason it's important to clear energy blockages and to make sure that you're staying focused on this is that there's all sorts of ways that you get blocked. And we all are aware of the ways in which we get blocked in terms of our thinking, Or we might get blocked because we're not eating right or we get into a habit of thinking. But you can also get blocked in this spiritual way, which happens as a result of an injury at some point, maybe even psychic attack, maybe because you are up-leveling your consciousness. We're all working to up-level our consciousness. Then there's this energy where all of a sudden those that are trying to keep consciousness down notices that. And then we we have to deal with that one way it can happen. Another way is just when you're working on somebody, something that you're releasing off of them may come over into you. So we have different ways in which we get blocked, but this spiritual blockage is something that just doesn't get talked about as much as I think it can.
1: Well, leave it to us. <laughs> I, love nice. your use, I love your use of the term up-level, which you use on your website basically to say increase your awareness or raise your vibration, you up-level it. I think that's pretty cool.
2: Right. I mean, some people use the term elevate, but I like the concept of up-leveling because it really gets people to focus in on what we're doing. We're moving from this third dimension to an, we're up-leveling to a new dimension of how we, how we take in information, how we work with others, how much forgiveness we bring into the, into the mix. You know, it's our intention that's so important. We want to have the intention of up-leveling.
1: Yes, and with all the recent changes and paradigm shifts, this is an excellent way for people to clear out. Um, I'm sure you have patients like I do where they're holding on to negative uh, beliefs or experiences, and it's trapped in their bodies, and carrying that over the threshold of all these changes, whether it's the ascension or what have you, people are a little uh, kind of messed up. And so I've had to help oh, a few yeah. people recently who were experiencing serious pain. And thankfully I was able to clear those blocks. And, but what's your thought about this using this as a tool to help facilitate the shifts that we're experiencing in the shifts that are happening?
2: Yeah, so it's really important. You know, You know, we've talked about before when we've talked together about the fact that you can use all your different senses to assist you in how you gather information from the universe and also how you change the universe within which you live, right, to help up-level. And so people have talked about maybe you don't eat certain things and maybe you will um, try to take advantage of those different things. You can take advantage of the colors, looking at the chakra system. You Mm -hmm. can take advantage of various smells and taste from the perspective of Chinese medicine. And one of the things that you and I have talked about is that all of the different, I don't know if you want to call them just the religions, but all the different medicines, all the different groups of healing forces have things in common about how they use um, taste, what energies they use. Almost all of them use salt to cleanse, right? Right. Many of them use sage right yes and it's very very important to talk about that i know my mother is a pentecostal minister and she will frequently talk about the importance of putting on the armor of god to really protect herself from psychic and etheric attacks right i love so that know it, right the armor of god I and mean, it's right in the bible how to put on the armor of god and you and i can talk about it today if we want to or yes. i know you have a lot of different things that you know about Mm-hmm. in the gospel about how we're, we need to do spiritual warfare, spiritual cleansing, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I want to point out uh, where we get the energy from. Like you said, whether you're a practitioner and you're clearing stuff out of other people. So you want to make sure that your energy field, your aura, is cleansed of any particles that may have attached. Um, but there's also... On my perspective is we have an energetic relationship with everything around us. And the human energy field can pick up negative vibrations from negative people, maybe people that you work with, negative places, even in a subway if you're in a large city. There can be negativity trapped in places. And especially cleansing the atmosphere of your home environment, which I call rarefying, that's an excellent way to rid the air of static that might hang in the air after an argument in the family or some tension, and it will promote a peaceful surrounding. You know, it's very important. What, do you, um, what would you like to add to that?
2: It's absolutely important. So I like to use smells. Um, I, I like to use salt, water. Um, I like to use sage. Um, I like to use uh, something called... Asafetida Asafetida is actually an Ayurvedic herb. It's used a lot in Ayurvedic and Indian cooking. But I have known many Native American practitioners that use asafetida to cleanse the environment. And what's great about that particular scent is that it starts out very pungent. If you have a negativity, an evil scent or an entity in the space that's negative, Mm -hmm. it'll smell very pungent. And as you burn it, it becomes once the energy has been completely cleared. And so that's a nice one to use. And I also use sound. And you and I have talked about this before, that sound is a whole different way of getting at the same situation. You can ring a bell. You can Mm -hmm. um, use these toning bowls. I use a lot of toning bowls in my practice when I'm working on people to clear Mm -hmm. their arc fields or to clear specific chakras that are bunched up or um, energetically Um, stagnant
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so there are various ways to really clear the air but what I like about what you were talking about is that it's not just being a healer in the healing room in fact in the healing room we're most protected when we're working with somebody and we've put a shield around ourselves and we're doing some medical intuitive coaching or as you know when I'm doing energy work or when I'm doing the um, acupuncture I'm sure this is true with you as well we are, we've cleared that area, That's area where the people come for that work or where we are, you know, the place that we're in when we're doing the work. And right. so we're actually more protected even though we're working with more negative energies. But walking down the street, driving down the street, getting mm-hmm. into the subway, standing in the grocery line, we're actually mm-hmm. more at risk. And so it's very important to think about how do we protect ourselves and what is it that we become aware of if we have to cleanse because we've been attacked. Like, what things will happen if we've been attacked? So we know now, oh, I've got to cleanse.
1: Yes. You can even overhear an argument, and it has nothing to do with you, but that vibration can still reach your field. Is that?
2: Right. That's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. And, you know, I know we've talked about this before, but there's this thing with humans. We have these mirror neurons in our brains. So we. this is why we learn as a group. This is how we learn how to mother and how to parent and how to do a relationship because we observe others and we can learn from what we're do- they're doing. We experience what they're experiencing, which means if we're raised in a family where there's a lot of negativity Mm-hmm. It's not only that we have to deal with the negativity, we also have to deal with the negative energy of that that has been somehow locked into our beings.
0: Mm-hmm. The same thing mm-hmm.
2: is true. If we see somebody fighting or somebody participates too much in um, video games that are very
1: negative or we watch
2: a really negative movie, that can affect us and without us even knowing it.
1: And the exactly. news. hmm And... Uh, It's interesting, you mentioned video games, you know, that's constant bombardment by vibration and much of it negative and we get so saturated and we'll get into people and stuff, but even just um, the computers and the media and the things that, because we're all connected and the things that happen to someone else, according to the law of energy, also happen to us. So it's important that we stay on top of this and develop a ritual of sorts or work this into your schedule for spiritual right. practices.
2: Right. I mean, that. in fact, rituals help us, as you are well aware. And, and, you know, we talked about this before we got onto the show, that indeed the ritual is what helps us because we, it reminds us of what's, what's normal, what's healthy, what we're trying to maintain as balance. And so having it be a ritual helps us to stay focused, Connected to ourselves in the now, so we can really help ourselves.
1: I, I myself find that it helps me feel grounded. I like Mm -hmm. routine, but I've always pointed out that ritual is the root word of spiritual. Right. You know, and so if if you combine those, then I I think that's almost half the battle. If you're aware that these things can happen and choose not to unconsciously ignore things and question why do I feel this way. And some people don't have very good control, and they can snap at others not knowing what's the root cause. So let's help everybody understand. I wanted to mention, just briefly, um, with regard to religion, you mentioned your mom's religion. I grew up Catholic. I have friends who grew up in Judaism, Southern Baptist, all religions, Indian, Hindu. All religions have one thing in common and that is that they have a ritual designed to keep the believer spiritually clean. The one thing I can reference is, with regard to the Bible, the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 542 through 729, gives a complete system of spiritual instruction. Of course, the Bhagavad Gita, I'm sure, has Mm -hmm. a lot to offer. Ayurveda has a lot to offer. That's actually what the essence of Ayurvedic cooking is, isn't it? It's about spiritually cleansing.
2: Well, they perceive uh, food as medicine, just as they do in Chinese medicine. And so, yes, there's a component of that is spiritual cleansing. And, indeed, in Ayurvedic medicine, part of the spiritual cleansing uses oils, it uses fasting, it uses certain tastes and flavors. There are a lot of different ways in which ritual really does help the body, spirit, and mind
1: become Mm -hmm. balanced. Right.
2: And, in reality you will find there's a lot of similarities among these different religions, these different belief systems, and there are similarities about what can bring you some balance and how to spiritually cleanse. So, you know, what we want to talk about, I think, we want to help people understand how do they know that they have a blockage, what can they be experiencing in their body so they know they have been attacked or they do have a blockage, and then what are their various, Ways in which they can maybe shift that out of that blockage, right, okay. because those people who are listening they may they may like maybe don't understand exactly what we're talking about, maybe they don't understand completely, but I always worry that we have such a great conversational tone, you and I, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that everybody is understanding well, am I have I been attacked, and do I even know what that is
1: right right, how do I tell what are the symptoms, yeah,
2: about? yeah. So what are the symptoms? You and I know the symptoms. You're going to feel like you are very lethargic. You might immediately feel angry. You might be obsessively worrying. You may feel fear that isn't really fitting the situation. You may feel sick to your stomach like you want to throw up. You may feel very heavy. Um, You may want to fall asleep, but you're not getting any rest from it. You just can't seem to wake up. All of those things are various symptoms of having been attacked psychically at a spiritual level from various kinds of entities. Are there more that you can think of than what I just said?
1: I can think of muscle tension and headaches.
2: Right. Headache is a great one. Great, great, great point. Exactly. Now, sometimes we can have headache as a result of actually we are indeed up-leveling and we haven't done a good job of lengthening our spine sufficiently so we start to feel too much energy coming in and we'll get a headache. But that headache is going to feel very different from the headache of having been attacked. I think the headache of having been attacked will feel more like sick to our stomach. It will be a, a sick headache, don't you think?
1: Yes. There's a, the, the word I, I like is dull. It's like a dull headache it's it's not the sharp piercings of maybe a migraine but there's this, right. it, and i generally feel it in the back of my head um right. in, in the lower region of the back of my head and right. it's like a dull ache and it just doesn't belong there and you know it it's like what is this if it makes me question then i know it's time to reach for a remedy or do some kind of ritual to clear something exactly. because i may not know or remember being around somebody because some people might be a, a really good actor, and they could be very jealous of you. And if, they're, if they have these etheric daggers coming out of their back because they're smiling to your face, it comes out the back, up over their heads, and then attacks you, you you're not often going to see that because it's basically invisible. But then I can feel <laughs> something's off. I know, it's kind of a funny visual, huh?
2: No, it's great. And you know what I was thinking is what you heard that earlier is that – one of the most important things is for us to know what's ours and what's somebody else's, right? So we have to know how we feel at the front end. So just before I start to work with somebody, I always know what's going on with me. Does my knee hurt? Did I eat enough? You know, what's happening with me? So that when I walk into that room, I can tell the difference since I'm an empath, right? So I feel what's going on with somebody else in my Mm -hmm. body. I need to know what's me and what's them, right? And I also need to know, What's them as in, is this physical malady? Are they sick? Do they have cancer? Is this, an, is this an entity that's attacking me? Is this a negative entity that is sucking all the energy out of them, but so I'm just feeling it? What, what is going on here?
0: Right. And
2: so some of the things that I do to prepare myself before I work with somebody is to call on the archangels. So I, like you, I was raised, uh, my mother was Catholic, and she I was raised in the Greek Orthodox. So I have a oh. Christian background, right? But mm-hmm. I also have a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowing about Judaism and Hindu and Taoism and Buddhism. Because of my training, I've had to right. study all these various beliefs.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, I still find that I think and I feel that by calling in Mary, Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene and the archangels and it depends which archangel feels appropriate at the time based on what mm-hmm. they have to offer. Okay. I can then feel very protected and I also use some of the uh, um, solar system, uh, star system individuals so the Palladians and the Arcturians I'll, I'll have called on them as well to help and I really try to create a space where there's only intention and energy for an up-leveling. So that anything that does not align with that intention, it can be seen immediately. So either in my body or in the other person or heard or felt or people talk about it, right? And so that allows me to be really aware of what needs to happen. I'm sure you do something very similar where you really are bringing in a lot of energies and, um One of the things that I've noticed is that when I'm doing this, I feel that's behind my head like you were talking about before that dull ache. I feel almost a buzzing there, a positive energy, and I actually feel a little bit bigger. Now, um, with my work with the toning bowls, because I use a lot of sound healing, there is a chakra that's now developing there at the base of the occiput between the third eye, you know, that in the back of your head, that's the exterior, that's the output of the third eye is right at the occiput. And your for your throat chakra, it's right there where your throat is. There's, um, in the back, like that one little uh, spine right there, that's the back of your throat chakra. So in between is this new chakra that's developing, and it's called the mouth of God. And this is the fastest way to connect to spirit in the universe and I find that to be very powerful when I'm doing any cleansing and I'll use baking soda a lot in that area and around my mouth and around my throat
1: would you like to hear something funny yes I've been having a lot of trouble with Skype when I'm doing the show so I apologize everybody if if I get dropped a couple times during the call but a friend of mine my friend Linda uh, had trouble with her computer took it to an office depot, and said to the technician behind the desk, I know it's a mercury retrograde, but I was hoping you could fix my computer anyway. And he says, well, you know, last week there were also some solar flares, so that could be the problem. And I said, what? You had this conversation in an office depot with a perfect stranger? She says, yeah, and he fixed the computer. So I don't know what's causing it, but I hope it will be over soon, so I apologize if I get dropped a couple times.
2: So I tried to really stick with just going ahead and explaining some of those different things. I don't know that you got an opportunity to hear it, Charlotte. But I really feel like, Mm -hmm. yeah, all that intention, exactly, and calling in different individuals and talking a little bit about the back of your neck, the top, middle, and um, lower part of your neck are the back end of these chakras. So I was talking about that, and then you said baking soda. Now you use baking soda as well, right? I do.
1: Or do you from
2: time use
1: just to time. apple cider vinegar? I like apple cider vinegar. I also like white vinegar. Whether you use kinesiology or whether you're a audience, what do I use? What's better? Should I use the apple cider or the white vinegar to balance these energies and kind of go with your instinct? I'm a huge...
2: So I know that we might have lost you, Charlotte, so I'm just going to go on and talk a little bit about how after I've worked with someone... And once somebody's had a spiritual cleansing, I encourage them to do a baking soda sea salt bath mm-hmm. um, and sometimes to use some apple cider vinegar in that bath. And I usually use a cup of each. Now, it depends. Sometimes it's better to use just a small amount of vinegar, whether it be apple cider or white vinegar, depending on what you're doing with somebody. And mm-hmm. you will know that. You'll have an instinct. Oh, they just need a little bit. Um, and sometimes I'll have people just uh, pour a little over their head while they're in the shower and then use some salt on the floor of the shower and then some baking soda in specific areas. Now we've had some, as you know, some solar flares because you just told that great story and we've been having some mercury retrograde and we've been having um, some extra added negativity in the environment from um, radiation. So I use baking soda when it's more physical radiation or it's a much more attacking entity. So sometimes you just get slime; You don't need to use baking soda for that. But if there's a specific attacking energy, like the visual that you used before, where the person has this energy coming up and over the top of their head and attacking your energy, then baking soda is a better choice.
1: Okay. That sounds good. I know that talking about putting all this stuff in your bathtub might sound a little weird, So I just want to back up and kind of rephrase what we've said and why we're talking about this. Um, Everything has an energetic property. As we were saying earlier, how our energy fields can pick up particles, entities, and that type of thing. Everything around you has an energetic property. And the energetic property of salt is that it absorbs negativity. In my my vocabulary, uh, I'll hand it over to you, Beth, in a second. Vinegar chases negativity. And when you put this, these items in your bathwater, and my part of my ritual is I will get in there, and I try to submerge myself as much as possible. I'm pretty petite, so that's not too difficult. But I like to get in there, and then I close my eyes, and I will repeat something, whether you use a mantra or an intention of I release my day, I release all the negativity of my day. I myself like to repeat the Our Father the Lord's Prayer, over and over and over until I kind of go into a trance, and then I do a process of releasing people and situations and emotions and that kind of thing. But if to whatever extent you decide to try this, when you step out of that bathtub, you will feel a difference energetically, physically, you will feel a difference in your skin. It is absolutely amazing. I've been doing this for more than 25 years. And I'll hand it over to you, Dr. Beth.
2: You know, I agree with you um, 100%. I like the way that you really try to give this connecting point of what does salt do and what does um, vinegar do, and and I agree with you. In addition, baking soda will work very much like vinegar to really chase away negativity, and and so I I like the way you, you speak about it. I think the issue that's really important is almost every energy block really derives from spirit. And this is just, I believe this is probably one of my ways that I pull together all the religions and the different things that they talk about in terms of how it is that we're supposed to be in the world and this idea of spirit, mind, and body integration. And if things start to go off in some way, then there's been a skew at a spiritual level. So at first, maybe there's somebody doesn't act the way they should or they're not grateful or they're directly hurtful or they're attacking, the first element that gets attacked is the spirit because there's this level of trust with people. We're helping them or or we're just expecting to be in a safe place and and we get attacked. So spirit is the first disconnect. Then there's thinking that starts to skew off a way in which we get a blockage in our thinking if we get stuck in a habitual way of reacting or seeing the world. And these solidify into blocks, energy blocks in our thinking, and then they can solidify even further into disease, and that's an energetic physical block, whether it be a tightness in your muscle or a trigger point or, you know, cancer, all yes.
1: of those things. Those are the effects, so, the cause so being the spiritual what, block. Exactly.
2: So what I like to talk about when we're talking about energy blockages, even if we're talking about a thinking change, let's say you just go to therapy and you talk with somebody and you have to change the way you think, you're still going to be using a spiritual block that you're releasing, okay? And so I like to encourage people to think about it with four different things. You want to have an intention, an insight, a gratitude, and forgiveness. So the intention is, I really want to release this that's holding me back. The insight is, oh, this thing is holding me back, and including I then decided to do this other thing or act in this other way or see the world in this other way in order to protect myself from that original injury. And then the third thing is the gratitude. I'm grateful that I figured out how to protect myself. I'm grateful to see about this conflict I'm in. And I'm seeing how it's helping me up-level. And then the forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving the other person, forgiving your body, whatever it is. Those four things together assist you in, you know, in an energy blockage release. And then you have to employ, so it can start with words like we're talking about right now in breath, but then you have to employ at least one other sense, right? So whether it be sound, like I'm talking about the toning bowl, or smell, like using essential oil, right? Mm-hmm. Or color by, you know, using specific colors in ter- terms of what energy you surround yourself in,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Or a taste by eating certain foods, which is how I do it in Chinese medicine, certain kinds of foods to cleanse that. Or touch, okay. like doing some sort of massage. All those things, you have to choose at least one of those along with these other four. Okay.
1: Beautiful. I love it. Tell you what, Let's take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, let's get into, um, for, get into this further and then some other remedies and some of the basic techniques because I know you employ the color therapy, sound therapy in your practice, so I want you to kind of dig a little further into those, okay? Don't go away, anybody. We'll be right back right after these messages.
0: The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One and eight hundred thousand. The eyes of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism. One in eighty-eight. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at AutismSpeaks.org/signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Explore new areas of interest, expand your knowledge, and gain clarity about your life's purpose at the Ocala Inner Center. Affectionately known as OIC, the Ocala Inner Center, just two blocks south of Town Square, offers workshops, classes, healing meditations, and special events for the Ocala, Gainesville, and Central Florida spiritual community. Check out our calendar of events at ocalaintercenter.com. And if you're looking for a place for your next workshop or seminar, go to ocalaintercenter.com and give Gene a call.
1: Hello, everyone. If you're just tuning in, we're here with Dr. Beth Gennaris, medical intuitive and owner of Integrative Medicine Practice in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and she is the author of two fabulous books, Turning Me to We, the Art of Partnering with Mindfulness, and Turning No to On, the Art of Parenting with Mindfulness, two wonderful, fabulous books with groundbreaking information. So, Dr. Beth, where would you like to start with regard to, is there anything you wanted to add to what we were just talking about? Or did you want to well, start I was, with something else? I
2: thought maybe we could talk a little bit about how people realize they're caught in some, something. So what, okay. do, what do you think would be beneficial right now? To, do you feel that people are aware of that? Have we gone over that efficiently? Let's, how can you tell you're in that space where you've been attacked?
1: Okay. So let's go deeper. We did mention some symptoms of lethargy. Anger, worry, fear, nausea, heaviness, muscle tension, and then I added the headache. So to go deeper, I think we know ourselves pretty well. I think we know what our average energy is, even if that contains a lot of worry or anxiety. But when you just feel off, or in most cases, when you feel a pressure pushing you down, you know how your body can feel out of balance where your mind is alert but your body just won't follow? those are one of the things I use as a determining factor. What about you?
2: I agree. That's a great way to think about it. And and I also, you know, one of the things that you want to do is, if you were fine a minute ago and now you're not fine, that's also a way of knowing that something happened. And we can do a little uh, rewind, right? You know how in, football. They'll give you the replay. We can do that ourselves. We can say, okay, so what happened just before I started to feel sick? We try to replay what's going on. Maybe then we'll notice something that our brain took in and and dismissed, forgot about, didn't care, and now we're seeing it really matters. So maybe somebody was driving by and they looked in and they had this angry face and you can almost see the negativity jumping into your car. Or maybe you passed something extremely painful, maybe you you passed somebody who was clearly having a difficult time and some part of it leapt over onto your being. These things can happen. You can also feel it when you enter into certain environments. You can feel a coldness or um, not anger precisely, but a negativity, a, a uh, uh, you know, the back of the hair will stand up on your neck. Mm-hmm. Those things all let you know that something negative is possibly in your, you know, general area. Now, the first thing that you can do, if you do notice it in real time, is to immediately imagine. You can even use that term that my mother uses, I circle myself in the armor of God. You can just say that. You don't even Let's say you don't even know what that is. Like there's this whole set of things that you're supposed to say. You don't even have to worry. If you just say, I circle myself in the armor of God, and that has meaning for you, you are connected to, to um, the Christian religion, then that will be powerful for you. You can also say, I circle myself in golden light, because golden light helps you stay protected because it has this ability to sort of keep at bay negativity. You might use the purple flame of light. These are different kinds of energies that you can circle yourself in. Okay. You can immediately do that. You can call on an angel if indeed an angel works with you. If you have a comfort level with saints, you can call on a saint. Um, if you have comfort level with um, Buddhism or uh, Hinduism, there are very specific people you can call on, Kali, Krishna. They will come and be of assistance to you, Ganesha. They'll support you. So you can always call on an energy. Ganesha is amazing, right? That's
1: my favorite. Um,
2: Amazing. Amazing. Now, if you have um, a job where you have to consistently be going into a negative environment, I suggest a variety of things. One, you circle yourself in golden light. You circle the people that you work with in pink light the people that have negativity, by circling them in pink light, you're assisting them to feel love so they don't feel like they have to attack you. This doesn't work with everyone, but it works with a lot of just middle-of-the-road people who have negative energy that jumps off onto you. Uh The next thing would be to carry a black tourmaline stone or blue kyanite or uh, calcite these things have an ability, even a, even a um, pyrite is very helpful too. Like I wear a necklace that has the Pleiades stars in pyrite. And whenever I work with someone, I wear that necklace and that falls right on my third chakra so that any negativity that may be trying to come into my body gets reflected back. That's the quality of pyrite. The other stones I identified just simply protect and transmute negative energy. Perfect. So you can do these things, right? You can take that. Then the third thing you can do is you can wear various smells that are highly protective. Um, if you tend to have people who are very angry, use citrus smell, bergamot, um, lemon, or wild orange. Wild orange can also help with your own depression, but it can help for other people to not bring their negativity to you. Lime, maluca, those are all helpful on that level. You can even get to deeper ones, which I'm sure you work with. Frankincense and myrrh and um, yes. sandalwood; these are all very helpful as well. I like um, I
1: like lemongrass for sanity.
2: Very nice lemongrass. Yes,
1: lemon lemon, and um, very big on Rosa of Sharon. I have a whole collection. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you can imagine what my closet looks like, Dr. Beth. Right. But um, yeah, oh, I, I do use the frankincense and myrrh. I have a lot of uh, a lot in my arsenal. Everything you said was fantastic, but I thought of another way that we can kind of come under attack, although it may not be, like, direct from somebody else. It hit me, and I wrote it as you were talking. It's psychic memory. Suppose you're driving and you pass by a cemetery. Mm -hmm. And at soul level, you remember something from a past life, but consciously you have no idea. But you would just feel overwhelmed with emotion and have no idea where it came from. So something like that, sudden spikes in emotion that are unexplained and illogical because you're, I'm in a fine mood right now, suddenly I'm, I'm absolutely overcome by anger. What is going on? Just write right, a, a general statement of I, it must be something, a spiritual block I'm going to cleanse when I get home. I thought we'd exactly. add that.
2: And I actually, and you probably do this too, I actually carry with me several um, essential oils. I carry a rose, a very, very powerful rose with me, as well as On Guard, which is a doTERRA oil. And then I carry also a spray that has varying oils in it, so it's just a water. And I sometimes, if I am overwhelmed in the way that you just described, I'll spray that on myself. That just gets me between here and home because, you know, sometimes we don't get home for a while, but we've been yes. overcome. So then we can use these as a, an intermediary. And then once I get home, I use, like you say, the salt water or one of these baths or a shower We're using this whatever I feel I can do to really help to cleanse it out of my field. Now, sometimes there's a piece of information. So let's say you are passing by a cemetery, and you get overwhelmed with emotion, and so you've picked up something that isn't necessarily yours, but it's somebody else's, and it's a piece of information. Or maybe it is a psychic memory from your own past life. Sometimes what I will say before I do the cleansing is I'm going to cleanse away all this charge, all this emotion that is overwhelming. And I just want the information, neutral, a neutral sense and the information so I understand what I need to do with it. Right? Because then you still sometimes sometimes the energies are actually trying to communicate with us and it's just harmful how they communicate with us trying to help us with is beneficial. Right? So we have to get out of there all the negativity. Do you, do you have that same experience? Do you know what I'm talking about? Let me further elaborate on this. Um, when I work with a person and, and, and I'm doing some medical intuitive work, I will have memories that come up that can be very unpleasant, and I have a way in which that information comes to me so that it doesn't have all of the pain that I have to feel in order to know the pain that was there. And so when this information comes in, I try to use these various tools of saying, just give me the information, and then I'm going to cleanse away all the charge that's unpleasant. So these are some of the really helpful remedies, using something that's a color, using something that's a smell, using something that is a taste. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about the taste component because this is really a Chinese medicine concept. So one of the things I wanted to share because I think it can be really helpful, is to think about how taste can be beneficial, right? Okay. And mm-hmm. so we know with smells how they can be beneficial, especially, you know, you have, I'm sure, a whole cabinet, like you said, I have a whole cabinet, and, you know, we can take classes, both of us teach people about how to use these various things. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you can use foods, right? So that's great. So um, in Chinese medicine, they have a concept of the five elements. and Ayurvedic medicine... They generally talk about three different doshas, and those doshas are Pitta, Vata, and Kapha. All right. Yes. So mm-hmm. they they tend to there's some correlation between those three doshas and the five elements. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the five elements, and those are fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. All right. Those are the mm-hmm. energies fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And now I'm going to say in order, which of the general organ systems go with that. So for fire, you're working with heart, small intestine, pericardium or sand gel. Pericardium and sand gel are kind of Chinesey, But just know that these have to do with um, fire components, all right? Uh And then for the earth, it's the spleen and the stomach. And referencing the spleen is often referencing the pancreas and all those enzymes that the pancreas uses to make our stomachs work well, all right? Okay. The metal tends to be lung and large intestine, and then water is kidney bladder, and wood, which sounds funny, is liver gallbladder. Now, each of these have an emotion that go with them. So fire has the emotion of joy, but when I use the word joy, what I really mean is out-of-control mania, right? That's how it's out of – because all of these are going to be the out-of-control ways in which the emotion comes up. So if you have like a happiness, but it's like an out-of-control happiness, right, or a mania, or like I can do anything, or sort of this kind of thinking, that means the fire is out of whack, all right? That's what we want to help with that. And the taste that goes with that is bitter or spicy, And and there's a smell, actually, that's more ash and burnt. So chocolate, which we all know helps our heart, right? Dark chocolate, coffee, um, certain kinds of dark teas, green chili, spicy foods, red chili, those things are all helping the fire heart component, okay? Okay. So if indeed you all of a sudden were passing by, a situation often you have this mania, not mania as in um, hypervigilant, but I mean like I'm too happy, I'm like weirdly overly happy, then you might have a little piece of chocolate. You might have a little drink of coffee. You might have some tea. You might have, you know, get yourself um, some ginger or a little, uh, a little spicy cumin or maybe um, some black mustard seeds. All those things might really help, Okay. Okay. If you are feeling, so the next one that we were talking about is first, that's the spleen, stomach, and the the, um, the smell to that is sort of sweet and fragrant, and that's actually kind of the taste would be more sweet, and emotion would be worry or pensive. So if you all of a sudden feel very worried or pensive, you might want to eat something sweet. Now be careful because sugar is not going to really help you with that you might want to go for a piece of carrot or a butternut squash or some yam. Make sense? Sweet Those from orange firm, things,
1: rather right. than or like, or like a natural sugar, not a processed.
2: Right. And or, or from a nice root, right, like carrots or okay. uh, butternut squash or, or um, yam, something like that. Okay.
1: Perfect. Then
2: metal is the one that's long and large intestine. Now that one it's got a pungent kind of uh, rotten smell to it. Um, the feeling, the emotion that goes with this is sad. So if you are overcome with grief or sadness, then you're going to want to eat something that's going to balance this. So you want to tend to go for something kind of bland for this. White rice. This might be a time where you do a very bland kitchery just to try to kind of get yourself in the balance. White beans maybe. What people tend to go for in this, yeah, people tend to go for bread, and I would discourage people to do that, especially if it's a gluten thing, right? So unless they know they don't have any gluten issues. So I might say, okay, well, let's go for some rice crackers or some white bean crackers, um, something like that, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going to be in the one that's water, which is the kidney and the bladder, what you're going to have is an intense fear. Now the one I talk about after this is liver gallbladder, which is the wood, but the, that's, that's more vigilance. So you want to think in your mind the difference between fear and vigilance, right? So fear okay. is life or death, right? Okay. Sure. Vigilance Survival. is, I might be attacked, right? Survival, precisely, exactly, alright? So the one that's water, what you want to use for that is salty. That's really good. Or you might even do some black beans, but it really tends to be salty. Okay? Okay. So you can mm-hmm. do some um, maybe some seaweed, all right? Maybe even black seaweed. All right. Now liver gallbladder is the one that has to do with anger and uh tears and emotional, but angry, like I'm angry. And the you might um, feel a sense of hypervigilance along with that too. So that's the gallbladder component. And the and the taste for this one is sour. So lemon water can really help you, um, lime water, um, suck on a lime. Any of those things will really assist you. These are ways of bringing into balance. You've been attacked. You have this emotion. It's definitely affecting one of these different things. Maybe it's about a a past life that's coming up for you, and then you can balance it with these foods.
1: Mm -hmm. I just have one thing to add. Yeah. Don't try to get all your lime element in a margarita you want to go for nice spring water and add your lime and your salt you don't want to go into a bar and say okay it's got all the things i need i need lime salt and and this and the bartender says i got you covered these are this is not helpful because as dr beth said anger sits in the liver when you add fuel to the fire you get an explosion And anybody who has experienced one of those explosions with someone who may not handle their alcohol too well knows that, you know, some people become very angry when they mix those two. Those emotions where it's processing and then adding a flammable substance to it can create problems. Just want to throw that out there.
2: Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Wonderful.
1: Well, you've heard of an angry drunk, right? Oh, yeah. Right, I mean, and it's right. because anger sits in the liver, and then people throw. A, and I just liquor is just so hard to digest and control, and there's no off switch. It scares me to death, so I don't touch it. But I know people who do, and I, I kind of, I'm leery of them. I don't like to be around people when they're doing that because you never know. Something could just snap from a memory from second grade. Next thing you know, you're doing damage control. It's crazy. Absolutely. Just throw that here's, here's another question um, that ties in nicely with this. I wrote it a few minutes ago. How about symptoms of PMS, Dr. Beth?
2: Great. So the thing with PMS is that we want to know which symptom we're addressing and, you know, sort of what's going on with the person because PMS can be a kidney-related thing, it can be a heart-related thing, and it can be a liver-related thing. Those are all the different things it can be. Um, Actually, there's some spleen in there too. So when we're having some symptoms from PMS, we can use those baking soda, sea salt baths to help us. We can use vinegar, right, to help us. Um, I like to encourage people to think about what is it that I'm feeling. Am I feeling the bloatiness? Am I feeling the short-temperedness? Am I feeling hot? What are the symptoms I'm feeling? And then use those charts determine which is going to be the most helpful right mm-hmm. let's say you're feeling dizzy if you're feeling dizzy and lightheaded you probably need salt right if okay. you're feeling bloated you're going to need more water okay and if you're feeling anger then you might want to consider some of this like you said water and some lime or water and some some citrus now oh, I encourage people, yeah. now people are having this, this, if this PMS is new to them, then I would also have them look at what might be triggering it that is an, of an emotional state, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: you want to look back and say, does it have something to do with your experiences with child rearing? Does it have something to do with not having children? Does it have something to do with just this idea of relationship? So you have to kind of think about what might be the connection with the, with the okay. PMS because that can really help as well. Now, mm-hmm. if you've had it all your life, then you might want to consider looking at some different um, other methods like supplements that we could talk about that might help. There's okay. some good studies that show that magnesium and calcium the week before your period will really diminish your um, amount of PMS and have an easier period. So, if you ha- take a calcium supplement, let's say you take a thousand milligrams of magnesium, I mean a thousand milligrams of calcium and, and maybe seven hundred of magnesium. Normally, on a daily basis, you would want to go to at least fifteen hundred, maybe even two thousand, depending on how you respond. So that
1: that's part of this study that
2: shows that calcium magnesium supplementation really helps with
1: PMS. Okay, and they can check with their doctor before increasing their
2: dose? So you can always, you might want to always find out whether or not uh, you are magnesium deficient because some people simply are always. They have a uh, HLA um, antigen that indicates that they indeed are, are deficient and it's part of their genetic system. Check with your doctor about anything that you do. You can indeed... Um, look at your lab work and see if you're fine with your magnesium. Mm-hmm. Then you might want to look up online to put in magnesium, calcium to treat PMS symptoms, and those, those articles will show up and people can read those and get a sense of what I'm talking about and maybe bring that to their doctor and talk about that. You okay. don't want to just up your calcium all the time because that's not good for you and it can cause osteoporosis. So, But a limited time period for upping it just to treat this can be helpful to you.
1: Awesome. And did we, or have you completed any thoughts you wanted to share on the taste and the touch, the scent? Have we covered color and sound to the extent that you wanted lot. to? Okay. I think we've
2: covered a lot. Yes, absolutely.
1: The only thing I can add is how to determine psychic vampires, as we call them. Um, some people call them energy drains. Other people just call them a pain in the neck. Right. We've talked, we've talked about jealousy, and jealousy is generally from very weak individuals, but some people have a weak energy system, energy field, and so they become, we call them psychic vampires because they steal energy from others. And on the techni- technical side, what happens is we can emit, Let's say an etheric thread, something similar to an umbilical cord or the silver cord we've heard that connects the physical body to the soul in the ethers. But there's an etheric thread, and picture a siphon at the other end, and they kind of inject it into your solar plexus, and by the time this person is out of your immediate presence, whether they're telling you your problems or crying on your shoulder or whatever they're doing, but you feel absolutely drained when they leave, these people are psychic vampires. And there are ways to protect yourself when they're around or even when they're not. And Dr. Beth, would you like to share a few of your most common tips?
2: Sure. So one thing for sure. As I, as I said before, I maintain where when I'm working with people or just generally when I'm out in public, I wear something that sort of protects my solar plexus, which reflects back negative energy. So it's much more difficult for somebody to hook in. Now they can hook in from the front or the back, and yep. so since I don't wear something in the back, I have to maintain some protection there as well. Um, and so I use a, a field. But one of the things you can also do is you can simply, once you start to notice that you are indeed feeling that drain, you can just simply cut all ties. All ties that do not belong, that aren't in your best interest. Maybe you didn't agree to them. You're just pulling those out, and we're sending them up to God to be transmuted, up to the universe to be transmuted, down to the earth to be transmuted, so that all energy just returns to being energy. And this, you pull it out of both yourself and the other person so that that doesn't dangle out in the wind for them and create problems for them. Um, I also are use saying, baking soda.
1: Are you saying to yes. visualize doing that? And some people can I use golden scissors.
2: I say what you just said.
1: Oh, some people use uh, a visual, a visualization of golden scissors, or extracting it, like you said, with your hands mentally, and then letting that go, either up, down, and um, there, there are just whatever visualization technique is comfortable for you. Are you saying those would work on all levels?
2: Right, absolutely. As well okay. as I sometimes just call on Archangel Michael to just cut all the cords that don't belong. So that those are all visualizations plus intent and 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 things that you actually say to yourself. You're not going to say it to the person. You're not going to call them up and say that. You're just going to do it from an energetic point of view. And, in fact, I just guess I want to say that one thing, um, confirm that uh, most spiritual warfare, most energetic warfare is done at the level of spirit and energy. So it isn't done necessarily in this verbal way. You might, you're going to be using... um, Visualization, you might say something, like as we're talking right now, but the warfare itself doesn't happen in third dimension. It happens in the multidimensional fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth dimension. And so it is visualization, and it's recognizing that we're far more than these physical beings. We're these etheric, um, multi-energetic beings. Okay. Okay. Well, I love that you brought up that this is mostly a visualization because you're absolutely right. This is a visualization of the scissors or it's a visualization of pulling out the cords or it's a visualization by calling in Archangel Michael. These are all things that are done in your spiritual sense and your spiritual self.
1: Right. I also want to add that you mentioned earlier that we're talking about protecting our third chakra, and you mentioned earlier that you wear a stone, but you wear it down to the level of your third chakra, and it covers it. So if you do not um, have that available to you, or if your fashion sense kind of steers away from that, what I also do when someone steps into the room and I can feel like, oh, I feel like I want to shrink away, I place my hand over my third chakra. I usually use my left Absolutely. hand. Absolutely. Put your hand over your third chakra and just act like you're very casually just playing with your button or whatever you want to do, and mm-hmm. just do that, and that should be an effective block to them getting to that energy center to start siphoning your energy. Um, what I Absolutely. also like to what I also like to employ is mirrors. However, the caveat: never, ever, ever do this while you're driving because you want other drivers to see you. But you can, in the midst of negativity, and let's use the perennial work situation, if you're surrounded by negativity, strong egos, and, and the like, uh, competition, um, all that stuff, you can surround yourself, give yourself a little bit of peace. Oh, I wanted to add to what you said earlier about holding your coworkers in pink light, holding yourself in gold. I just want to add, you can start doing that at home while you're brushing your teeth. Don't wait till you get to work. Send it ahead so that after you get ready and during your commute, The stage is set. The environment has been beautified so that when you get there, do this for a week, and believe me, you will see a difference in these people. Some might even comment that you look different, but just see what your experience is. Um, But I wanted to add that. But with regard to the mirrors, you can surround yourself with mirrors. This way, anything anybody throws at you bounces right back onto them, and you're protected. However, just be careful. Like walking down a city street, you want to be seen to avoid danger. That's all I want to say about that.
2: Yeah, that's great. And, you know, you can also use these various oils to protect yourself so that before you leave, you might actually protect your third chakra from the front and the back with on guard or clove or geranium, something that's really very protective of you. Myrrh, frankincense, these things can protect you. Um, You don't have to wear dozens of jewels and necklaces, et cetera, it can be something very simple, too. Um, I also Mm -hmm. feel that what you just said is very powerful because you, by setting the stage in advance, you are creating a situation where you're going to see what it is that you are asking for. And the more that we see what we're asking for, the more we believe in spirit, the more we believe in our power in the spiritual world the more we will indeed up-level. And then we're up-leveling everyone around us. We're not just ourselves going up there. We're bringing up the group, and that is of great value. I had a really nice um, visual about the chakras, and not everybody knows what the chakras do, but I was just going to talk a little bit about that, starting with the base chakra, which is, you know, that... Um, one about survival, and it really, there's a little bit of information that I thought I might share where, you know, your base chakra really deals with safety or survival, and it's blocked by fear, so the more fear you feel, the less safe you feel, the more you can get, keep that blocked, um, and then the um, second chakra is really blocked by guilt, and it deals with the concept of creativity and fullness, empowerment, a sense of, um, creativity and pleasure. Um, The the third chakra, you know how it's blocked by shame, really deals with willpower and that sense of I can really create in the world. And what I like about what you've been talking about is the first three chakras have to be really released from the prison in which we live. Mm. And that's where the spiritual component comes in. We're really trying to release those blockages of Spirit in the first three chakras so we can then pull in energy from spirit, right? So the more we work with those first three, the better we're going to do. And that has to do with um, all of those things we've been talking about. Mm. The more that people can say, oh, I'm feeling fear, maybe this has to do with me feeling unsafe, what is going on that makes me feel unsafe and how can I feel more safe, then they can start to use all these other things that we're talking about, whether it be the color or circling yourself in eggs or using certain kinds of um, mantras or smells or sounds. Whatever it be, they know what their intent is and where they're going because they've got an insight about what they're dealing with.
1: Perfect, perfect. I want to touch lightly before we go. Um, we have maybe 10, 15 minutes if you like. Uh, I mentioned earlier, rarefying the air at home, and the solution yeah. I use to do that, especially after, um, I don't have arguments here, but if I did, uh, of course, let's talk about my old apartment in Philadelphia, <laughs> especially after an argument or when you have family members living with you and, and things can get energetically tense, I would make a solution in a spray bottle of water and salt water, and depending on the intensity, you can even add the apple cider vinegar or what have you. But I would spray the air, the corners of the room, around the windows, around the door, bless it, release it, and then go ahead and mop the floors if you can, if it's not all carpet, with vinegar. I always use just vinegar water on my floors. If I need a serious oh, yeah. water, I'll, I'll use that. But vinegar water, I prefer it because it feels so good when it dries. It just You can feel the difference, and it rarefies... Bring, amps up the peace factor, and then I go for the smell. I, I can burn some incense. If you have asthmatics in your home and you can't do that, perhaps you can get a candle warmer. Perhaps those those cute little things they have where you pour the essential oil in and put the tea light under it. Um, I have a candle warmer. Um, I do like incense. And nag Champa is especially powerful. You can use the Sight, a candle flame, if That if it's safe to do so in your environment and you do not have small children, um, that's where candle warmers come in. It protects you from having to use flame. Um, Sound, soft music, inspiring music. In fact, yesterday my guest I had on. Have you ever heard of David Young, Dr. Beth? No, I haven't. He's a musician. He sold over a million CDs. He's been nominated for a Grammy twice for Best New Age Album. Um, and Best Instrumental Song, and his music is fantastic. It's like a spiritual experience. And tens of thousands of spas and massage therapists and holistic prash- practitioners use his CDs in their practice or in their yoga studio, and his music is fantastic. And I, I thought of you as I was on the air with him, if you might have heard from him. But music like that, that is soft and uplifting. I myself, when I'm in the car, I listen to Christian music. It just makes me feel good. I don't want to hear some right. sad songs. Exactly. And and if it's talking about God and, and how I'm loved, even if I'm feeling down or separate at the time, if I just allow my mood just give myself permission, because any mood is a choice. It's a conscious choice that we make. If you feel sad, you have the choice to take a step to the right and say, No, I will feel content or joyful and then we can kind of flip that over but I use those outside influences to affect the inside if I can't achieve that on my own from the inside with a simple intention, a thought, a mantra, or a prayer. Make sense?
2: Oh, beautiful. Wonderful.
1: I would like to get some tuning bowls. I want to play with those for a while. I do have a bell. I use that. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely use the bell at home, especially like if, if there are some troubles, um, in my home environment, if, if things aren't going easily, maybe people are sick, I'll use the, the various toning bells to really help with that. Um, and I also find that um, sometimes you just want to open up the windows, right? Just get yes. in some fresh air in. Just get in some fresh air and deep, deep breathe. Just, just change your situation.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. And you have children at home, do you not? I do. Is there anything effective, say the kids are a little jumpy, like they've had too much sugar but not, um, is there anything you use to tone down and get them to respond to that lower level of energy? Is I'm just curious.
2: So I do use the valves, but I use the lower level ones, first, second, chakra, mostly first. First is uh, C, so that really helps. Um, okay. I also use... Um, when, when kids are really in that sugary, sugary space, um, I will actually try some sour food to see if I can get them to kind of shift, right? So maybe some lemon water to really help them a little bit. Um, and then I, I do use um, uh, some smells, but then I use a lot of those toning sprays to really help. Um, and okay. In that instance, I would use wild orange or bergamot, or um, I might use Melaleuca, depending on what's going on, like what's underneath the region for it.
1: Okay. Excellent. I, you know what? Just and doesn't
2: really space, respond to stuff like that. Yeah. What?
1: Uh, remember lemon heads when we were kids? Yeah, lemon heads are great. Would that be a fun way to administer the sour and kind of give them a it, treat at it, the it, same time, and they don't know what's happening it, to them?
2: It's a great idea. It's totally a great idea. And that's also very good for people who are dealing with nausea or if they have, are struggling with an eating disorder, that can be a very helpful method of dealing with what's going on with that. Or ginger chew.
1: Ginger, Ginger
2: okay. chew is another way to go. So those are the two great ways to kind of deal with those issues.
1: Fantastic. We covered a lot of material here.
2: Yes. We we always have a lot to say. We really like what each other says, and we can be just so helpful to people, which I think is great.
1: Fantastic. I expected to have fun with this, but I think every time we hang out on the air, um, it just gets better and better, you know? Well, if you're in Albuquerque, New Mexico area, visit Dr. Beth, make an appointment, see what she can do for you. What's on the horizon for you, Dr. Beth? Do you have anything new and exciting happening or just your business as usual helping lives one person at a time?
2: Well we're doing a lot of interesting uh, seminars coming up Um, the book Me to We with Relationships one of the things that I've been talking about is how to change um, how you relate to each other so I've been writing a new book that really has to do with that Um, and it's called Six Steps to transcending conflict and elevating consciousness, do out later this week. And what I did is I took the information that you find in this um, me to we book about the maps and and how we kind of get uh, bogged down in relationship. And I just just came up with some actions that people can take that really, in terms of working with themselves and shifting how they see the world. And I really wanted to talk about the idea that. So much of what we're bothered by in the world has to do with what really is something bothering us on the inside that we're reflecting out there and how we can shift that to be really powerful for us. So I'm working on that, and hopefully that will be coming out soon. I'm doing some seminars around it. And um, just obviously spending a lot of good time with my family, which is very pleasant. So thanks for asking. I'm I'm enjoying my work a lot. Busy, busy, busy out here. It's great.
1: That's fantastic. And tell everybody about you, your website and, and different things that you offer, how to get in touch, and you can get her books at the website, fantastic books.
2: Thank you. Yeah, so the best way to get a hold of me is through my website, BethGeneris.com, B-E-T-H-G-I-N-E-R-I-S, Dot com. You can find the books through the website. You can go to Amazon.com. Um, you can also, you may want to check out my website um, blog, which is separate from the website, and it's called instinctivehealthmedicine.com. And that's instinctive, like in it's your instinct, instinctivehealthmedicine.com. And that's, that's always got really good information. And you can follow me on Facebook um, or Twitter, Beth Generis on Facebook and uh Be Generous, uh at B on Twitter and I have a I do put post some things on Facebook at my book page which is um, turning no to on the art of parenting with mindfulness and it's an actual page on Facebook. So I, I post little ideas. I post about you and I so people know to follow up. And cool. uh it's good. It's all good. You can find out about seminars through my website, the first one that I mentioned.
1: Yeah, go check her out. She's, you're wonderful. I just, you know, you have so much knowledge and such a loving way of expressing it. It's always fun having you with us, and I look forward to the next time.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, Charlotte. It's been great to be here with you and your group of people who are so loving and wonderful.
1: Oh, that makes my heart smile okay well, let me know let me know when you're at a place where you want to come back on and and we'll come up with the next segment god bless you and kisses to your family
2: thank you you too
1: okay will talk to you soon all right everybody i hope you enjoyed that lots of information i hope we spoke slowly enough for you to take notes until next time god bless and be at peace